It's a new day. The day star arises in our hearts, visiting us. And every time God visits your life, never remains the same. Hello, God bless you one more time. And I want to welcome you to another time of uh, development uh, uh, classes for Shouts of Grace Nation. So this is 100 level and I want to believe you've gone through, by this time you've gone through the introductory class and you've also submitted your assignment. Remember, you must take notes. 50% is going to constitute uh, your the examination of your notes before you are able to graduate make sure you take notes and of course you're going to have uh, an examination all right so i want to believe uh, this uh, time will be a wonderful experience for us so let's just say a word of prayer father in the name of jesus as we go through this class we ask for your blessing and your grace Open up our understanding to hear, to know, to see, and to perceive, even beyond the words that are spoken. Communicate your heart to uh, our members in Shadow of Grace Nation. And we pray, even as they learn, they will come to a place of establishment. We pray that their feet will be established and the devil will have no hold on these ones. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. So I want you to be relaxed. The class is going to be simple and exciting, and you're going to have a wonderful time. So the first part of class one, we're talking about the new birth. The new birth. What is the new birth experience? The new birth experience is what happens when you give your life to Jesus. And there's nothing strange about giving your life to Jesus as I had to do that. I remember I was in class three, secondary school, when I gave my life to Jesus. I previously given my life to Jesus when I was younger, but of course I didn't understand the modalities of the new birth and what was going on. So I gave my life to Jesus and finally I rededicated my life when I was around uh, 21, 22 years old. So you can see that there's nothing strange about giving your life once and then, like we normally say, uh, humorously, you took it back. But the important thing is that finally you gave your life to Jesus at this time and you're ready to do His bidding in your life. What is the new birth experience? It's simply the time uh, you went through the experience of giving your life to Jesus. But let's go through this. What actually happened at the new birth? If we say there's a new birth experience, what actually happened? I'm going, to, I'm going to be telling us a few things that happened at the new birth. Number one is that Jesus took your place. Jesus took your place. By that, I mean Jesus literally uh, stood in for you. The things, uh, the punishment that you should have gone through, it took it on your behalf. I mean, nobody can pay that kind of price for you. I'm not sure even parents want to do that for their children. 
to die for their children, to give their life for their children. But that is that is what Jesus Christ did. And you need to understand the extent of love that was demonstrated by Jesus Christ for you. Just for you. That's how much he loves you. He loves you so much that he took your place, died for you, shed all of his blood for you. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, people. You cannot do anything but respond to him. You have to respond to Jesus. You have to honor him by obedience and by doing his bidding very important the second thing that happened at the new birth was that when jesus died you died along with him somebody says but i'm still alive oh yes you are still alive by the salvation experience uh, what happened in the realm of the spirit when he died was that you died Somebody says, how could that ever happen? Well, do you remember that it was Adam that sinned against God? And then all of humanity sinned against him. So there's a principle in the realm of the spirit where one person did something and then is able and, and then he carries every other person in his loins alongside. When Jesus Christ died, he wasn't dying for himself. He died for us. So when he died, you actually died. With him you died with him let's look at the book of romans chapter 6 and verse 8 that illustrate what i just said exactly you can i'm, I'm sure you have your bible beside you that's one of the requirements of this class make sure you have your bible make sure uh your phones are switched off you are not distracted at this time this is not the time to be receiving calls it's a time to concentrate because this is a very powerful experience glory to god so in romans chapter 6 and verse 8 the bible says there by honor and dishonor sorry uh romans that's not what i want to read romans chapter 6 and verse 8 all right yes got it now romans chapter 6 verse 8 says now if we be dead with christ we believe that we shall also live with him let me read uh, modern King James Version so that you'll understand better. It says, but if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Why would he say we died with Christ? Because that is the principle of the new birth. Somebody took our place. And when he died, God saw us as dying in him. You know the Bible, when you give your life to Jesus, you know you, you are now in Him and it's in you. So everything is doing, you are doing. That's, that's what happens. So the principle is that when He died, you also died. Somebody says, so am I going to remain dead? No, let's go on. And uh, this, the third thing, you remember the first thing I said was that you took your place. The second thing, He died. When you died, when He died, you died. Number three is that when He was buried, you were also buried. Wow. When he was buried, you were also buried. Let's look at the scripture in the book of Colossians. Uh, Colossians chapter 2. And I'm going to read verse 12. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. Make sure you are opening there. It's important that you read all the scriptures. It says, Buried with him in baptism, in whom also you were raised through the faith of the working of God raising him from the dead all right so when he was buried 
we were buried with him. He died, we died in him. He was buried, and we were buried in him. Now, number four. When he was made alive, you were also made alive. Glory to God. When he was made alive, you were also made alive. In the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 13, look at what it says. It says, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. Having forgiven all your trespasses. See, this is the beauty of redemption, salvation experience at the new birth. When he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried. When he resurrected, glory to God, you were also resurrected. Amen to Jesus. I mean, you see, that, that was a plan of God to save you and I. I mean, I, I don't want to go to the cross. I, I don't want to have some nails uh, piercing my hands. Jesus did that on your behalf. He sacrificed his, he sacrificed his life for you. You need to understand the extent of the price that he paid for you and I. Shared all of his glory in heaven, came to the planet Earth, and died on your behalf. Glory to God. He died for you. When he rose up, he rose with him. Amen. The devil was confused at the experience. But God always has all the wisdom. Glory to God. Now the next thing that happens is that when he was vindicated, hallelujah, you were also vindicated. What does this mean? Let me explain to you. Hmm, glory to God. When Jesus died, he died there was no sin in his life. Rather, sin was placed on him. The sin of all of humanity were placed upon his head. And then he died, taking our own sin. By the time he rose up, he was vindicated. There was victory over sin, over the flesh, over death. He had the keys of death. And so that vindication wasn't his experience alone. Our experience. Glory to God. He died. And I died. He was buried, and I was buried. He was made alive, and I was made alive. When he was vindicated, I was vindicated. The devil can't hold me down again. Everything I've done in the past that looks like sin, the guilt of it cannot rest upon my life again. Why? Because Jesus was vindicated on my behalf, and I'm vindicated as well. We see this in First Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen. Open there, First Timothy three sixteen. He says, "And without controversy, great is the." mystery of godliness godliness is a mystery coming into christ the new birth is a mystery it's mysterious you cannot understand it with a physical brain you have to enter your spirit to understand one went home and so the bible says there come on it's powerful it says without controversy great is the mystery of godliness hallelujah god was manifested in the flesh god came down in heaven manifested in the flesh in the person of Jesus I mean then the Bible says he was justified in the spirit there was no sin found on him it was seen by angels the angels attested to the process and the operations that took place at redemption 
He was preached among the nations. Glory to God. That is where we have everybody preaching and teaching about Jesus Christ today. Believed on in the world and received up into glory. In other words, it went up vindicated and that is also my vindication. Glory to God. And lastly, number 16 that happened at new birth was that when Jesus was raised to sit in heaven, I was raised with him. You were raised with him. Glory to God. You see, because after Jesus died and resurrected, something beautiful happened. What happened was that he resurrected and he ascended into heaven to pay the ultimate price carrying his blood. It was the offering and the offerer carrying his own blood so that the process of redemption can be complete. And so after he was done, he sat down at the right hand of God. Glory to God. And when he sat down, I sat with him in heaven. This is why the power of the devil cannot overcome you. This is how you are above witches and wizards and negative powers because you are sitting far above all principalities and powers. Glory to God. You are sitting with Jesus where he sat. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2 and then in verse 6. Look at what it says. It says, And he has raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. You see, I, I love the beauty of this class coming through video because you can you can now you can now take me home, you can pause me, rewind me, and, and listen to the explanation again. It's, it's a powerful experience. Glory to God. He has raised us up together. He raised us up together. We rose up with him. We rose up from sin. We rose up from death. We rose up from the, the corruption of this world. And made us to sit together in the heavenly places. I'm not sitting here on earth. I'm sitting in heaven with Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Powerful experience right there. And this is the heritage we have in it. This is what happened at new birth. Glory to God. Now, let me just uh, 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 mention here that we have two aspects of this redemption process, the legal aspect and the vital aspect. The legal aspect is where Jesus died. The vital aspect is where I died with him. See, the, the legal aspect took place in the past. The vital aspect took place now. So the, 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 the legal aspect took place 2000, what, 2,000 years ago when Jesus went to the cross. But the, uh, the vital aspect is happening now when I give my life to Jesus. Glory to God. One is in the past, the other is in the present. If somebody gives his life today, that experience is everything is lived again. Going to the cross, uh, ascending to heaven, beautiful experience. Now, I want to talk about the second part in this teaching is what about our new status? Our new status, that's what I want to talk about very quickly right now. Our new status in Christ. Number one, you are now redeemed. Glory to God. You are now redeemed. What does it mean to be redeemed? The word redeem is borrowed from the word that means to buy back. You know, in those days when, uh, uh, when, 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 when people, when they owe each other, they can come and then take the son of the debtor and take it away. When the debtor has enough money, it will go back to 
uh, the person is owing and buy back his child. That is redeeming the child. See, when we were created, God wanted a good plan for us. The devil came on the scene in the, in the uh, Garden of Eden and made us to sin alongside with Adam. So we all went into sin. The nature of sin was in us. It wasn't that uh, you became a sinner. No, the nature of sin was there through Adam. That is why the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as the second Adam. Because now, if all of us got into sin through one man, we can also be delivered through one man. We got into sin through Adam. We are delivered from sin through the second Adam, which is Jesus. So what Jesus literally did was to come to buy us back from the slavery of sin and death. Glory to God. Let's look at the book of Revelations and in chapter 5. Revelations chapter 5 and verses 9 and 10. Amen. It says, And they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the book and to open its seals. That's talking about Jesus. You were slain and have redeemed us to God. By the blood. Hallelujah. We are redeemed back to God by the blood of Jesus. Everybody on earth, when they accept Jesus into their life, they are redeemed. And verse 10, I love it. He has made us kings and priests to our God, and we will reign over the earth. How do we reign? Because we are seated with him, we are reigning from there. So when you understand your standing and your status in God, listen to me. Sin can no longer have dominion over you. You simply tell sin, I'm not reigning from this part of the world. I'm reigning from heaven. Sin will not have dominion over me uh, masturbation pornography having premarital sex drinking and all kind of sin you are no longer having authority over me you don't no longer hold me by the jugular i've been redeemed by the lord jesus christ glory to god and hallelujah that's the first thing about your new status the second thing about your new status is that you are free from bondage of satan and sin hallelujah free from the bondage from the bondage and the shackles of sin you are now free amen to jesus i remember when i, I first gave my life to jesus christ and i got baptized in the holy ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues and one of those nights i used to dream a lot so i had this dream and in my dream uh, I, I saw a lot of people in shackles, in bondage, in handcuffs. Their clothes were dirty. They looked emaciated. And they didn't know what to do. So I started speaking in tongues in that dream. When I began to speak in tongues, something mysterious happened. You know, you want to know what happened? Fire began to come out of my mouth. Pam, like flames, they were coming out. And the flames were hitting those people that were handcuffed, that were in bondage. And you don't know, necessarily that happened. Their shackles were broken. The chains were broken. I saw them, I saw, I saw a new raiment come upon them. I saw them, they began to dance and they began to rejoice. I mean, it was beautiful. When I woke up, I began to understand the power we have. You are now free from the bondage of sin 
and Satan. In the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 2, listen to what it says. It said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. We have been made free. The bondage of Satan is broken over my life and your life. The bondage of sin is broken. The next time the devil brings a temptation to sin, you tell him in the face, in the name of Jesus, I am now free from the bondage of Satan and sin. I will not commit this sin. I will not fall into this trap by the power of the Holy Ghost. Beautiful experience there. Number three thing that happened is that you have been transformed into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Transform. Transformation means you have been relocated. You are no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but you are now in the kingdom of God. In the book of Colossians chapter 1, open your Bible there, Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 13 and 14 very quickly. Look at what it says. It says in verse 13, For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah! We have been delivered from the power of darkness, from witches, from wizards, from the power chasing you from your village, like you often say, from crosses. We have been delivered. Not only that, we are now translated. We are relocated into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me read the message translation of Colossians 1.30. It says, God rescued us from dead end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the son that he loves so much. This is powerful. Hallelujah. We have been delivered. And verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the remission of sins. This is powerful. This is powerful. Now, the, the fourth thing that happens in terms of your status now is that you now have access to the throne of God. Amen. You have access to the throne of God right now. Amen to Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18. Uh, open your Bible there. Look at what it says. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. You'll understand this when you understand that in the Old Testament, you don't have access to the Holy of Holies. It's only the priest, uh, Aaron, or the sons of Aaron that can go into the Holy of Holies to make sacrifice on the behalf of the people and they make that sacrifice once in a year. But right now, the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. In other words, we don't need no priest. We don't need nobody. I can just walk up to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus has has made way for me. So, uh, uh, the, the, how I am, uh, the, there will not be judgment because the blood of Jesus already cleansed me and I can go before God and stand before him. Don't let the devil tell you that uh, you, you are too guilty, you are too this and that. No, 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 no. You have access. Glory to God. The next thing that happens is that you are now righteous. Amen. You are now righteous. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are now a righteous person. You've been cleansed from your sin in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 21. It says, For he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Jesus did not know any sin, but he made him sin. 
In other words, it says that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Glory to God. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. What happened there is powerful. Let me read an amplified version. You love it. In verse 21. It says, for our sake, it was made Christ. It made for our sake, it made Christ virtually to be seen who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with and viewed as being in and examples of righteousness of God. That is what we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. This is extremely powerful let me read message translation it says how you say in christ god put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with god that is extremely powerful we are now the righteousness of god not because of what we did or what we didn't do but because he paid the price so all i need to do right now to maintain that righteousness is to by the power of the spirit live for god and exercise discipline and and refuse and and refuse the devil and say no to every temptation of sin glory to god now the next thing that happened is that you are now an ambassador for Christ, for God on earth. You are God's ambassador. Powerful. Powerful. Glory to God. You are now God's ambassador. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says, Then we are ambassadors on behalf of Christ. As God exalting through us, we beseech you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. What does it mean to be an ambassador? Let me explain to you this way. The ambassador of United States to Nigeria, even though there's an office, uh, ambassadorial office in Nigeria here, but he is not a citizen of Nigeria. The same way, even though we are living on earth, we are not a citizen of earth, we are a citizen of heaven because we are seated with him. So now, the ambassador of United States to Nigeria doesn't take a salary from Nigeria. If there's any trouble, it's evacuated immediately. He doesn't eat from Nigeria. He's not subject to whatever is going on in Nigeria because he's an ambassador. The same way we're not subject to the wimes and caprices of the devil on, on the earth here. We're ambassadors of God from heaven. And so our finances, our joy, our Testimonies are coming from heaven. We are not subjected to the economy of this nation. We are not subjected to what is going on. We can connect to heaven and get our resources from there. Isn't that powerful? We are ambassadors. The next thing that happened is now that you have power over sin and over the devil. Glory to God. You have power over sin and over the devil. Hallelujah. In the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19, look at what the Bible says. It says, Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the authority of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. In other words, we have authority over the devil. Nothing ever can hurt us again. 
because there is power over Satan and sin. There is power. Next time you have that temptation, you just simply say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Now, because you have power over Satan and over sin. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Powerful right there. And then the last thing that happened is that you are now a new creature. Glory to God. You are now a new creature. Amen to Jesus. This is powerful. You are now a new creature. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 to 17, look at what it says. It says, in, let me read verse 17. It says, so that if anyone is in Christ, that one is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In other words, all the old things that you did, they have passed away. You are somebody new right now. You are a new species in God, a new species entirely. You, are, you have been born anew. You, are, you have a new status in God. You are a new species in Him, a new creature. All the old things are passed away. Your sins are passed away. You have been wiped. Your slate has been wiped clean. You are now new in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'll, write back, I'll be right back to continue with the class. Be blessed.